0: We've all heard of women's intuition, right? Well, men have intuition as well. Intuition is so important when it comes to feeding ourselves and our families in our challenging food environment. This podcast explores a variety of topics related to a powerful, evidence-based eating framework called intuitive eating that integrates instinct, emotion, and rational thought. My hope is that it will help you finally break free of the perpetual diet cycle. This is the Men's Intuition Podcast. All right, well, welcome back to another episode. So in our episode today, we're going to be talking about an important topic, as always, I think they're all important or else I wouldn't be taking the time to put these out. So uh, the topic for today is how can eating for satisfaction help regulate my food intake? And I think this is a really common question that a lot of people have when they are thinking about the various principles of intuitive eating. They uh, often understand hunger and satiety, that makes sense, but how does satisfaction have anything to do with helping me regulate my food intake? And that is a really good question. So before we dive into that topic, let's just review those 10 principles of intuitive eating. Uh, We're not gonna go into detail on these, I've covered that before, but uh, we'll just kind of review them because I think it's good to, it's always good to remember that all of these principles work together. They don't work in isolation. So if you're only eating for satisfaction or if you're only honoring your hunger, you're going to be missing out on so many other principles and aspects of intuitive eating that all work together to help us to regulate our overall food intake in such a way that we eat the amount of food that's right for us as a unique individual. So those 10 principles are rejecting the diet mentality, honoring your hunger, making peace with food, challenging the food police, discovering the satisfaction factor, which is what we'll be talking about today, feeling your fullness, coping with your emotions with kindness and in ways that don't involve food, respecting your body, movement versus formal exercise, uh, and gentle nutrition. So again, we're going to be talking about satisfaction, but remember, again, I just can't emphasize this enough, these principles work together. So if you're honoring your hunger, feeling your fullness, and eating for satisfaction, that impacts us in a much different way than if we're just eating and honoring our hunger, or if we're just honoring our hunger and feeling our fullness, you know, intuitive eating is not just a hunger and fullness diet, and those aren't the only principles that make up intuitive eating, which is a common misconception. So again, I better better get moving on before I go off on a tangent there. But, so so how does satisfaction then help regulate our food intake? Well, remember, hunger is that biological drive to eat food for the purpose of providing us with energy to keep us alive and functioning. Uh, Then satiety is sort of on the other side of that, and it's that biological cue that tells us we've had enough. So not only is our body designed extremely well to tell us when it needs more energy, hunger, go get food, it's also really good at telling us, hey, I've had enough, I don't need any more right now, you can hold off on the eating. And so those two signals work really well together. So why can't I just eat when I'm hungry and stop when I'm full? That's a good question, and that's a question a lot of people ask, too. Well, won't that essentially regulate our food intake? Sort of. I mean, to a degree it does, but, but since we're not robots and, and food's tightly tied into our emotional and our psychological, our social, physical, economic, maybe even spiritual, all of those facets of our health, it's, it's much more complex than just eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. At least over the long haul. I mean, we can we can often do just about anything for a short term, a uh, short time. You know, uh, but what about more than eight to twelve weeks, or even six months? You know, what what about the long term effects of that? And that's something that we need to keep in mind because we diet culture tells us, "Hey, eight to twelve weeks, you you trimmed down, you lost some weight, lost some size, you were successful, yeah, it worked." That kind of thing. But in reality, if that all If you revert back to right where you were, then what did that get you? It it puts you in misery for eight to 12 weeks or longer, and it may even be doing some damage to your body. So again, I'll try and refrain from getting off on tangents and stick to our topic here, which is satisfaction. So let's look at a common scenario. I think sometimes looking at a very specific practical example can really help us understand these points and drive them home better. So think to yourself, have you ever experienced this? I know I have many occasions, and I think every client I've ever worked with has experienced this on numerous occasions as well. So you ate a pretty filling meal, or maybe even very filling, and you're genuinely full. You know your, your stomach is full. You're not feeling hungry. Uh, you really don't feel like you could eat anymore. Uh, maybe you're even overfull. So maybe you're stuffed, and even uncomfortably stuffed. You enjoyed the meal for the most part, but shortly afterward, you know, thirty minutes, an hour later. You find yourself looking in the pantry uh, or the refrigerator for something else you're like why am i looking here i just ate dinner but for some reason you just have this drive to go and look for more food and and you don't really know what you're looking for it's just for some reason you just kind of want to eat something else and even though you're physically not even remotely hungry and and you may not even know what it is that you want to eat you may be saying i just want to eat something else but i don't know what uh, and It may be that what happened is that your meal was lacking in that satisfaction factor. So what was it lacking then? Well, maybe it was very filling, but not much in the way of energy density. So, you know, it was a very low calorie meal. And that's a common thing that happens when people are dieting, because a lot of diet culture and diet uh, tips and tricks and hacks tell us to eat food volume, high volume, low calorie. And so we fill up our belly, but remember, a drive, a biological hunger drive is not a drive to fill up our belly. It's a drive to get energy into our body. So if we're filling up our belly but not putting much energy in, it's still going to drive us to get more food. Uh, calories is where our energy comes from. And you can only trick your body for so long with these, these food volume hacks um, if it really wants that energy. Maybe you healthified the meal. This is really common too. This is another diet hack that Unfortunately, we see a lot. You see this a lot on Pinterest and Instagram and other social media platforms. But, um, you know, we're replacing certain ingredients in the meal, maybe cauliflower crust on pizza. I have to say I have actually never tried that. Some people like it. That's cool. If you're gluten free, that could be an option. But if you're doing it because you're afraid of bread, then that's probably not the best reason to be doing that may want to rethink that we'll go into that and maybe down the line some uh, Riced cauliflower again i've never tried that uh, because i love rice and if i want rice i want rice uh, if i want pizza i want pizza with a pizza crust that kind of thing uh, low fat or fat-free cheese is another one if you like that more power to you i do not like low-fat cheese or fat-free cheese and so i don't want any part of it, it doesn't melt right doesn't taste right. The texture is wrong. I'm I'm a big texture person. Zucchini noodles instead of pasta. That's another really common example. Um, I have tried that. Didn't work for me. When I want pasta, I want pasta. Just like when I want pasta, I don't want whole wheat pasta. I know some people like that. That's great. I'm not a big fan of it. It's okay. It's it's fine. But I get my most satisfaction from a good white pasta. Kale when you really don't like kale. You know, sometimes we eat things because we think it's healthy or good for us. And there's there's a difference between learning to like something. So we're eating something that maybe isn't our favorite. We're experimenting with it. So maybe you don't like broccoli, but maybe you're trying it in different ways. Maybe you're trying it roasted or seasoned in a different way. And and you're experimenting. And at this point you didn't like it, but you're willing to try it again. Those kinds of things. That's a very different mindset than forcing yourself to eat something because you think. You're supposed to. Uh, and, and that's a very different thing. So again, we'll talk about that down the line too. Uh, maybe you're just bored. And I don't mean bored like, oh, I don't know what to do tonight. I don't have anything to do. I'm just sit down and watch Netflix. No, you're bored of what you've been eating lately. This is really common too in, in, in the health and fitness uh community. Things like like a chicken and vegetable stir fry, which happens to be one of my favorites. I I love it. I can eat it quite often, but you know you had it a lot lately, and you're getting bored of that particular dish. And this is not uncommon, this is, it's very common for us to just get in a rut, and then get bored of that. And that's when we start to lose that satisfaction in eating. And that's when we start getting, having this drive to to go eat when maybe we really didn't need any more food. So to keep that in mind also. So it could be too, that you were just in the mood for something else. Um, you're maybe Maybe what you're doing, too, is compensating for something that occurred earlier in the day, and that's why you've made the choices that you've made. So why you are neglecting allowing yourself to eat what you know would be satisfying in that meal. So you're making up for the lunch that you ate out earlier in the day, uh, the donut that you had at the meeting this morning, the that trip to the vending machine in the afternoon, the pizza that you had last night even. You know, you're, you're compensating. You're making up for it. I had a donut for breakfast, so I shouldn't eat this for dinner, even though this is what sounds really good to me, or I shouldn't eat this for lunch because I had that candy bar at the vending machine. So these different ways we we try and convince ourselves that we need to undo certain damage or or that kind of a mindset, it, it can really become problematic. Um, maybe you accidentally watched a few minutes of Dr. Oz or some other daytime talk show uh, where they were spewing nonsense about some food to avoid or how this food will make you grow a third nipple or tank your T levels or you know whatever the case may be I know I've caught some of those you may not even watch them, but maybe you caught them while you were sitting there waiting for your oil to get changed or waiting on an appointment in a doctor's office something like that can't tell you how many times I've seen those episodes come up when you're just sitting there waiting in a waiting room lots of things can factor into our food choices and can often make them end up being far less satisfying. So when we ignore or minimize the satisfaction factor, then several things happen. You know, we're more likely to go looking for that satisfaction in the form of additional food intake, and that's where we find ourselves in front of that pantry, in front of the refrigerator when we're not even hungry. Uh, it can also manifest itself as a full-blown binge eating episode. And so, if you struggle with binge eating, that meaning those those extremely high amounts of Food intake in a relatively short period of time and feelings of guilt and shame far more than just an overeating episode. But if you really struggle with binge eating, this can be a, an important aspect of dealing with that. Uh, I do. I do want to say too, though, if you are struggling with binge eating, that it would be uh, it would behoove you to to get some help with that. Reach out and um and and deal with that because it's a very important thing that uh, can contribute negatively to your overall health and well-being, not just physical, but emotional and psychological. So definitely a binge eating is a struggle for you. Uh, reach out for some help there. But um, also when we minimize or, or ignore the satisfaction factor it can result in just eating more than we really needed. Uh, again, it's feelings of guilt and frustration or shame can, can come off the back of that, which then may result in emotional eating again. So it can kind of uh, be this become the snowball effect. Physical feelings of being overfull, full, um, and those can be acutely or the next day. These are things that happen when we eat more than what we really need to. And so you can see those detrimental effects of when, when we don't just eat for satisfaction, uh, when we don't factor that in or when we suppress it. Uh, interestingly, we often continue with something else that's not even really something that would satisfy us and so we eat more and we still remain unsatisfied and i can't tell you how common it is for people to eat something like an apple instead of a cookie um and then because that didn't satisfy because they really wanted that cookie uh something else that's healthy uh and 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 then maybe eat something else that's healthy and they keep trying to eat these quote-unquote healthy kinds of of foods in an effort to avoid eating that cookie and then because none of them satisfied they end up just eating the cookie anyway and i can't tell you how many times that's happened to me and how many times that's happened to clients and the result usually is feeling bad about that and saying okay well i guess i'll get back on track tomorrow right or i'll get back on track monday because again that can actually result in you eat that you end up eating the cookie you feel bad about it it's friday you say well you know what i ate the cookie which i shouldn't have anyway so I might as well get this all out of my system and just to eat all the food over the weekend and start again Monday, right? So we can see how these, it, it's far more complex than just eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full because we are not robots. We have these, these emotions, these thoughts and, and feelings and social interactions and all of these different things that are related to uh, our food intake. So what are some practical ways that we can reach satisfaction then with our eating? That's important, right? An important question to ask. So we kind of defined the problem, sort of outlined some of the reasons that we might struggle. So let's look at some ways that we can can help with this. So ask yourself what you're in the mood for. Uh, this is a really good question. This is something because some of us are, are in a position where it's just natural for us to be able to say, well, what am I in the mood for? Boom. It comes to mind and we eat it. But that can take some time to develop to where it's very intuitive and very automatic. And even then, it still often needs a little bit of reflection. But some simple questions you can ask yourself in the moment, and these don't take long, is just, hey, am I in the mood for something hot or cold? That's a quick one, right? If you're thinking ice cream or cookie, hey, what hot or cold? Warm cookie, ice cream, or pizza versus a, a salad? you know whatever those those are going to hit you in a very different way uh crunchy soft chewy maybe a variety of textures i'm a big texture person so i often like a crunch and then chewy in the middle and then maybe soft at the end or you know various kinds of textures like that what are you in the mood for there sweet savory spicy or maybe a combination which is also one of my favorites to have a combination of that sweetness and savoriness and also that kick um light or are you more in the mood for something rich and hearty, would a dessert wrap things up nicely? Uh, If so, kind of go back to those other qualities. And this is how we can even determine which dessert might satisfy us, because desserts even can leave us unsatisfied. You might say, okay, well, I'm going to have the chocolate mousse instead of the brownie sundae because the chocolate mousse has fewer calories. It may be that you like chocolate mousse, and on, on another occasion, that might be perfect, that might be exactly what you want. But on this occasion, it may be that that brownie sundae is what you really want, and eating the chocolate mousse is going to leave you unsatisfied and have you <laughs> in front of the refrigerator later that night eating something else that uh, to try and, and meet that satisfaction. So again, it's not just with the, with the um, you know, quote, meal types of foods. It can be desserts that come into play here too. Uh, how much would be truly satisfying? This is another question we can ask ourselves. And this is a great one to really reflect on and get curious about. Is one cookie enough? Is one chicken breast enough? Because it's not, again, it's not, this isn't just about desserts and stuff. Is one chicken breast enough? Is two or two slices of pizza enough? Is one spoonful of broccoli enough? Or is that too much? Is that more than what I really need? Not just enough energy intake, but enough to actually be satisfied. That's the important part. So it's really easy for us to think. Um, oh, one chicken breast is enough or one cup of rice is enough. But is that because of what mom drilled into you? Oh, you don't need more than one chicken breast. Oh, you don't need one more than one spoonful of rice. Or is it maybe calorie content or dieting? You know, dieting taught you, oh, just one one serving is all you need. You shouldn't need more than that. Those kinds of things that we often tell ourselves, well, that's enough, even though in reality, it may not actually be enough. It may be that we need Uh, an entire chicken breast plus half of another one or a fourth of another one, and that's okay. But uh, it's really important that we really reflect on why it is that maybe we're limiting ourselves to. Is it an appropriate amount? That's the other one that we often get hung up on. Oh, that's not, that's way too much food. I should not eat that much food. And again, that can really be detrimental to our relationship with food. All these rules that come into play and that, again, some of the other uh, principles of intuitive eating address those things nicely, so we won't, uh, <laughs> we won't get hung up on that for too long here. But some other practical ways, uh, while eating and deciding when to stop, a good question to ask yourself is, am I satisfied? So while you're eating, you can ask yourself, am I satisfied? Or after you've finished a bite of this particular food or eaten a serving of that, did that leave me satisfied? Uh, would eating another bite or serving cause me to feel overfull? That's a good question. Say, you know, I am getting kind of full. If I eat one more chicken breast, or if I eat one more serving of mashed potatoes, or one more bite of this brownie sundae, you know, whatever it is, am I going to feel just overfull? Is that going to push me over the top? Uh, is it going to cause issues later too? This is something else that's so individual. If you struggle with IBS or other digestive issues, this can be an important reason to stop. Uh, not because of calorie content or because it's going to make you fat or you know whatever the case may be, but because you're going to feel like garbage later if you continue eating it. Toilet related, bloating, a hangover type effect that you might feel or pain, all of those different things. If, if I continue eating this, is it going to cause one of these things? And so those are good things to just take a quick pause and say, you know what? Last time I ate more than this, I got really bloated and I felt like garbage. So I'm going to stop here. Uh, Bring me more satisfaction is another one. If I eat more, am I going to be more satisfied? Or am I going to remain the same? Or am I going to start to feel unsatisfied because I went beyond satisfaction? An example with this would be jelly beans, right? If you're sitting there eating five jelly beans, if you eat those five jelly beans, is that satisfying to you? Well, it might be for some people. Other people, it might not. Maybe you need 10. Uh, But when, let's say that you eat those five jelly beans and, and you check in with yourself and you say, I'm satisfied, what if I eat more? Am I going to actually be more satisfied? And if the answer is no, then we may not need to eat anymore. And that's a good way that we can kind of help regulate, again, that regulating our food intake is to ask ourselves those simple questions. Hey, am I satisfied now? I am. Or you may be eating jelly beans and you may be eating the jelly beans and say, I'm satisfied with jelly beans, but I still would like something else. And so then you might find something else. You might have an apple to eat after that, or you might have a couple of pieces of chocolate to go along with it. And that together may bring that satisfaction. So again, it, it, it's really individual here. And this is why curiosity plays such an important role when it comes to implementing the principles of intuitive eating. Am I going to have access to this food again? This is another really important thing to ask ourselves. Um, And I I bring this one up because this one is really more a reminder. It's kind of a rhetorical question, I guess, to remind you of the importance of unconditional permission to eat. So am I going to have access to this food again anytime that I want it? And so that there's no need to worry about eating all I can. You know, often when we When we find ourselves eating certain kinds of foods, we eat all the food because we're afraid it's not going to be there again, or because, you know, Monday we start being quote unquote good again. And so we got to get it out of our system or get back on track. So I'm going to get back on track tomorrow, or I'm going to get back on track on Monday. So I'm going to just go ahead, get this out of my system and eat it all now. And so again, that's, that's a good reason to kind of check in with yourself, um, you're, the answer to this question really should always be: Am I going to have access to this food again anytime that I want it? The answer should be yes, unless it's a special holiday food or you know something like that, or you're in a foreign country and they don't have it in your home country. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in general those foods that we tend to ban ourselves from. So this is a kind of a, a good way to remind yourself: Am I giving myself unconditional permission to eat? Because often that lack of unconditional permission to eat is what backfires on us, leaving us unsatisfied which then has that snowball effect of us ending up eating more than what we really needed all right so this is a relatively short episode but let's go ahead and wrap things up here so i just want to summarize kind of what we talked about and that is satisfaction is such an important part of the eating experience and we need to take it seriously it helps us it plays a role in uh, our physical health social emotional psychological maybe even spiritual Maybe even economic, you know, if we're eating much more than what we really need, it could be impacting us economically. Uh, Eating for and being mindful of satisfaction can really, really help us to manage our food intake in a way that's going to serve our body well. Because we should be really thinking of managing our food intake and not for the purpose of manipulating and managing our body weight, but for managing our overall health and well being. And when we do that, then those other aspects of our health. Kind of fall into place naturally if we're eating in a way that's serving our body well and curiosity curiosity is such a key component here curiosity and a few quick simple questions that we went over there can really help us to tune into not only our hunger and fullness but also that all-important satisfaction factor which was the whole point of this particular episode so i hope you found that helpful uh, if you have any questions at all don't hesitate to reach out to me I would love to hear from you. Uh, Would love recommendations, suggestions for what you think would be great to be covered in another episode like this. And I look forward to bringing you some great content again in the future.